0: international short stories volume 2 english stories this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by lynn thompson international short stories volume 2 english stories edited by william Patton. section 15 the Courting of Dinah Shad by Rudyard Kipling, Part One. All day I had followed at the heels of a pursuing army engaged on one of the finest battles that ever camp of exercise beheld. Thirty thousand troops had, by the wisdom of the Government of India, been turned loose over a few thousand square miles of country to practise in peace what they would never attempt in war the army of the south had finally pierced the center of the army of the north and was pouring through the gap hotfoot to capture a city of strategic importance its front extended fanwise the sticks being represented by regiments strung out along the line of route backward to the divisional transport columns and all the lumber that trails behind an army on the move on its right the broken left of the army of the north was flying in mass Chased by the southern horse and hammered by the southern guns till these had been pushed far beyond the limits of their last support Then the flying army of the north sat down to rest while the commandant of the pursuing force Telegraphed that he held it in check and observation unluckily he did not observe that three miles to his right flank a flying column of northern horse with a detachment of gorkhas and british troops had been pushed round as fast as the falling light allowed to cut across the entire rear of the southern army to break as it were all the ribs of the fan where they converged by striking at the transport reserve ammunition and artillery supplies their instructions were to go in avoiding the few scouts who might not have been drawn off by the pursuit and Create sufficient excitement to impress the southern army with the wisdom of guarding their own flank and rear before they captured cities It was a pretty maneuver neatly carried out Speaking for the second division of the second army our first Intimation of it was at twilight when the artillery were laboring in deep sand Most of the escort were trying to help them out and the main body of the infantry had gone on a noah's ark of elephants, camels, and the mixed menagerie of an Indian transport train bubbled and squealed behind the guns when there rose up from nowhere in particular British infantry to the extent of three companies who sprung to the heads of the gun horses and brought all to a standstill amid oaths and cheers. How's that, umpire? said the major commanding the attack, and with one voice the drivers and limber gunners answered, Hout! while the colonel of artillery sputtered all your scouts are charging our main body said the major your flanks are unprotected for 2 miles i think we've broken the back of this division and listen there go the gorkas a weak fire broke from the rear guard more than a mile away and was answered by cheerful howlings the gorkas who should have swung clear of the second division had stepped on its tail in the dark but drawing off hastened to reach the next line which lay almost parallel to us five or six miles away our columns swayed and surged irresolutely three batteries the divisional ammunition reserve the baggage and a section of hospital and bearer corps the commandant ruefully promised to report himself cut up to the nearest umpire and commending his cavalry and all other cavalry to the care of eblis Toiled on to resume touch with the rest of the division. We'll bivouac here tonight, said the major. I have a notion that the Gorkhas will get caught. They may want us to reform on. Stand easy till the transport gets away. A hand caught my beast's bridle and led him out of the choking dust. A larger hand deftly canted me out of the saddle, and two of the hugest hands in the world received me, sliding. Pleasant is the lot of the special correspondent who falls into such hands as those of privates Mulvaney Authoris, and Leroyd and That's all right said the Irishman calmly We thought we'd find you somewhere hereby is there anything of yours in the transport authoris will fetch it out Authoris did fetch it out from under the trunk of an elephant in the shape of a servant and an animal both laden with medical comforts the little man's eyes sparkled. If the brutal and licentious soldiery of these parts get sight of the thruck, said Mulvaney, making practised investigation, they'll loot everything. They're being fed on iron filings and dog biscuit these days. But glory's no compensation for a bellyache. Praise be, we're here to protect you, sir. So. Beer, sausage, bread, soft, and that's a curiosity. Soup in a tin, whiskey by a smell of it. And Fowls mother of Moses, but she take the field like a confectioner tis scandalous Here's a officer said authoress significantly when the sergeant's done Lushin the private may clean the spot I bundled several things into Mulvaney's haversack before the major's hand fell on my shoulder and he said tenderly Requisitioned for the Queen's service Worsley was quite wrong about special correspondence. They are the best friends of the soldier Come and take potluck with us tonight and so it happened amid laughter and shoutings that my well-considered commissariat Melted away to reappear on the mess table Which was a waterproof sheet spread on the ground the flying column had taken three days ration with it And there be few things nastier than government rations especially when government is experimenting with German toys herbs first tinned beef of surpassing tinniness Compressed vegetables and meat biscuits may be nourishing, but what thomas atkins wants is bulk in his inside The major assisted by his brother officers purchased goats for the camp and so made the experiment of no effect Long before the fatigue party sent to collect brushwood had returned The men were settled down by their valises kettles and pots had appeared from the surrounding country and were dangling over fires as the kid and the compressed vegetables bubbled together there rose a cheerful clinking of mess tins outrageous demands for a little more stuffing with that there liver wing and gust on gust of chaff as pointed as a bayonet and as delicate as a gun butt the boys are in a good temper said the major they'll be singing presently well a night like this is enough to keep them happy over our heads burned the wonderful indian stars which are not all pricked in on one plane But preserving an orderly perspective draw the eye through the velvet darkness of the void up to the barred doors of heaven itself The earth was a gray shadow more unreal than the sky We could hear her breathing lightly in the pauses between the howling of the jackals the movement of the wind in the tamarisks and the fitful mutter of musketry fire leagues away to the left a native woman in some unseen hut began to sing the mail-train thundered past on its way to delhi and a roosting crow cawed drowsily then there was a belt loosening silence about the fires and the even breathing of the crowded earth took up the story the men full fed turned to tobacco and song their officers with them happy is the subaltern who can win the approval of the musical critics in his regiment and is honored among the more intricate step dancers By him as by him who plays cricket craftily will Thomas Atkins stand in time of need When he will let a better officer go on alone The ruined tombs of forgotten Mussulman Saints heard the ballad of Agra town the Buffalo battery marching to Kabul the long long Indian day the place where the Punkah coolie died and that crashing chorus which announces youth's daring spirit, manhood's fire, firm hand, and eagle eye must be a choir who would aspire to see the gray boar die today. Of all those jovial thieves who appropriated my commissariat and lay and laughed round that waterproof sheet, not one remains. They went to camps that were not of exercise and battles without umpires, Burma the Sudan and the frontier fever and fight took them in their time I Drifted across to the men's fires in search of Mulvaney whom I found greasing his feet by the blaze There is nothing particularly lovely in the sight of a private thus engaged after a long day's March But when you reflect on the exact proportion of the might majesty dominion and power of the British Empire that stands on those feet you take an interest in the proceedings. There's a blister, bad luck to it on the heels, said Mulvaney. I can't touch it. Prick it out, little man. Authoris produced his housewife, eased the trouble with a needle, stabbed Mulvaney in the calf with the same weapon, and was incontinently kicked into the fire. I've broke the best of my toes over you, ye grinning child of disruption, said Mulvaney, sitting cross-legged and nursing his feet then seeing me oh it's you sir be welcome and take that marauding scut's place jock hold him down on the cinders for a bit but authoress escaped and went elsewhere as i took possession of the hollow he had scraped for himself and lined with his greatcoat Leroy, on the other side of the fire grinned affably and in a minute fell fast asleep there's the height of politeness for you said mulvaney lighting his pipe with a flaming branch but jock's eaten half a box of your sardines at one gulp and I think the tin too What's the best with you sir, and how would you happen to be on the losing side this day when we captured you? The army of the south is winning all along the line I said thin that lines the hangman's rope saving your presence You'll learn tomorrow how we retreated to draw him on before we made them trouble and that's what a woman does by the same token we will be attacked before the dawning and it would be better not to slip your boots How do I know that by the light of pure reason? Here are three companies and as ever so far inside of the enemy's flank and a crowd of roaring tearing, and squealing Cavalry's gone on just to turn out the whole nest of them Of course the enemy will pursue by brigades like us not and then we'll have to run for it Mark my words. I'm of the opinion of Polonius when he said Don't fight with every scut for the pure joy of fighting But if you do knock the nose of him first and frequent we ought to have gone and helped the Gorkas But what do you know about Polonius? I demanded this was a new side of Mulvaney's character all that Shakespeare ever wrote and a deal more than the gallery shouted said the man of war carefully lacing his boots did I not tell you and silver's theater in Dublin when I was younger than I am now and a patron of the drama Old silver would never pay actor man or woman They're just Jews and by consequence his companies was collapsible at the last minute Then the boys would clamor to take a part and oft as not old silver made them pay for the fun faith I've seen Hamlet played with a new black eye and the Queen as full as a cornucopia i remember once hogan that listed in the black Tyrone as was shot in south africa he seduced old silver into giving him hamlet's part instead of me that had a fine fancy for rhetoric in those days of course i went into the gallery and began to fill the pit with other people's hats and i passed the time of day to hogan walking through denmark like a hamstrung mule with a paw on his back hamlet says i there's a hole in your heel pull up your stockings hamlet says i hamlet hamlet for the love of decency drop that skull and pull up your stockings The whole house began to tell him that he stopped his soliloquisms mid between My stocking may be coming down or they may not says he Screwing his eye into the gallery for well he knew who I was But after the performance is over me and the ghost will trample the guts out of you Terence Wid your asses bray Wid your asses bray and that's how I came to know about Hamlet Ay uh, Those days those days did you ever have an end in devilment and nothing to pay for it in your life, sir Never without having to pay I said that's through Tis main and you consider on it But it's the same with horse or foot. a headache if you drink and a bellyache if you eat too much and a heartache to keep you all down faith the beast only gets the colic and he's the lucky man he dropped his head and stared into the fire fingering his moustache for a while from the far side of the bivouac the voice of corbett nolan senior Subaltern of b company uplifted itself in an ancient and much appreciated song of sentiment the men moaning melodiously behind him the north wind blew coldly she dropped from that hour my own little kathleen my sweet little Kathleen Kathleen my Kathleen Kathleen no more With 45 o's in the last word even at that distance you might have cut the soft South Irish accent with a shovel For all we take we must pay but the price is cruel high murmured Mulvaney when the chorus had ceased What's the trouble I said gently for I knew that he was a man of an unextinguishable sorrow here now said he you know what I am now, I know what I meant to be at the beginning of my service. I've told you time and again, and what I have not dinah shad has, and what am I, oh Mother Mary of Heaven, an old, drunken, untrustable beast of a private that has seen the regiment change out from colonel to drummer-boy, not once or twice, but scores o times, ay scores, and me not so the getting promotion as in the first. And me living on and caping clear a clink not by my own good conduct but the kindness of some officer boy young enough to be son to me. Do I not know it? Can I not tell when I'm passed over at parade though I'm rocking full of liquor and ready to fall all in one piece? Such as even a sucking child might see because-oh, tis only old Mulvaney. And when I'm let off in the orderly room through some trick of the tongue and a ready answer. And the old man's mercy is it smiling I feel when I fall away and go back to diner thryin' to curry out all off as a joke not I Tis hell to me dumb hell through it all and next time when the fit comes I will be as bad again good cause the regiment has to know me for the best soldier in it Better cause of I to know myself for the worst man I'm only fit to teach the new drafts what I'll never learn myself and I'm sure as though I heard it that the minute one of these pink-eyed recruities gets away from my mind you now and listen to this Jim boy Sure, I am that the sergeant holds me up to join him for a warning So I teach as they say at musketry instruction by direct and ricochet fire Lord be good to me for I have stood some trouble lie down and go to sleep said I not being able to comfort or advise you're the best man in the regiment and next to authoress the biggest fool lie down and wait till we're attacked What force will they turn out guns think you? Try that with your lords and ladies twisting and turning the talk though you mint at twirl You could say nothing to help me and yet you never knew what cause I had to be what I am Begin at the beginning and go on to the end I said royally but rake up the fire a bit first I passed authoris's bayonet for a poker, that shows how little you know what to do," said Mulvaney, putting it aside. Fire takes all the heart out of the steel, and the next time may be that our little man is fighting for his life. His braddle will break, and you'll have killed em meaning no more than to keep yourself warm. Tis a recruit's trick that. Pass the cleaning rod, sir. I snuggled down, abashed, and after an interval, the low, even voice of Mulvaney began. End of section 15.